everybody. This is Crucial Tunes, episode 207, season 2, episode 7. Uh, this is Chris with my boy Larry. Yo! And uh, today we decided we're going to uh, talk about 2002. You know, it's a 20 a 20-year look back at the year 2002 in music, which, um, you know, in, in the punk and hardcore and you know that kind of scene 2002 was a pretty big year <laughs> there's a lot yeah, of yeah. hugely notable albums huge, that came out huge records that anyone who is remotely into <clears throat> this type of music um they love a lot of them and i there there was a lot of other more mainstream albums that came out this year too but we, i mean we, we don't have to talk about all those i i got a list of them just in case we can you know we can hit the billboard at the end of the I episode i probably should but. have like touched on stuff that wasn't like hardcore or metal or punk in some way shape yeah. or form but uh well i just in case like i said i i found a list of the billboard hot 100 well not hot 100 but uh the billboard like 100 singles of the year the top singles of the year so sure uh, i figured we can we don't have to go through a hundred of them but i figured maybe we could just shoot out yeah, the top ten. jesus so. christ <laughs> um but uh, I guess first we'll start off with uh, what have you been listening to since the last episode? Uh, heavy Steps and nothing else. Heavy like, Steps. I'm not kidding. I've the, listened to Heavy Steps front to back since it came out what, a, four days ago or something. Like, probably 20 times. So for the, for those that don't know, that's the new Comeback Kid album. Um, just came out on what? Friday? Yeah, Friday. Yeah. Um, and it is phenomenal. 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 It's, it's one of their best. It is their best album. I no. I still I still don't know if I can go as far as saying it's their best, but it's, God it damn sounds it, the it's, best. It's, it's their best so, sounding album. It's so good. It is so good. It definitely is way up there on the scale. And it's fucking it's heavy. It's fast. Parts of it are like almost poppy. Like there's some riffs that are like major key riffs. And you're like, what, yeah. what the fuck? Cool. Yeah. It's My, great. I love it. I've I think I've listened to Dead on the Fence, which is like track three or four, um, probably fifty times since last week. I it's can't the, stop listening to this album. I can't. I want song, to, but the, the whole album is great. But God damn it, that Dead on the Fence is fucking catchy. I've been listening to the new Under Oath <clears throat> too. I still it's haven't. Fucking sick as hell. It's heavy. I it's saw, super heavy. <laughs> I saw somebody. Uh, Somebody, you know, there's a meme saying something yeah. like, "The new, uh, the new under oath sounds like a a third grader that just learned how to cuss or something like that." <laughs> and I, I haven't listened to it to understand the reference, but I do know like they're not Christian anymore. So I I remember they, they cuss a lot. They cussed a lot on their last record, and that was like in, what 2015 or 16 something like that. I think it's it been a while. Seventeen or something. Was that erase me yeah, or whatever? Yeah. And it was. I don't good. know when it came out. It actually, might have been like twenty. Target metal. Yeah. But. Well, it's like it's really atmospheric, but big slammy parts. They put like baritones and shit. Like yeah. it's it's fucking mean. It's really good. It's real good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I, I I wait. Oh, you're talking about Under Oath. For some yeah. reason, I thought we were back on Comeback Kid, and I was like, like yeah, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't listened to the new Under Oath. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, there's a lot of real atmospheric parts on this Comeback Kid record. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, fair enough. There's one that's there's part of it that's somewhat atmospheric. Yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, 
I've been listening to a lot of, uh, I'm sure you have no idea who this is, but I've been listening to a lot of the, the new Worm Shepherd record. Uh, came out last what week. What a cool name. Right? Dude, you should see the album cover, too. The album cover is sick as hell. Uh, the album's called Ritual Hymns. It came out last Thursday, I think, maybe. I don't know. Um, oh, wow. Maybe It's almost two weeks ago now. But either way, I've been listening to that a ton. It's like a blackened death metal. Oh, nice. It's It's... Super good record, super good. If you're in, if you're into real heavy stuff, it's really, really good. Um, but yeah, and then also just since yesterday, I've been listening to a lot of Sunny Day Real Estate just because uh, they just announced that they're going on tour this year. Sure, and I'm super excited about that. Three of the original members, just just uh, not the guy that's in Foo Fighters now. He's not touring with them. Oh, uh, Nate Mendel. Yeah, him? yeah, Mendel. Yeah, he plays bass for the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Yeah, Which has got to be like <clears throat> really cool, right? It is. It's cool, but at the same time, it's like I don't know. Sunny Day is like Sunny Day and Foo Fighters are like on the opposite sides of the spectrum here. Because I mean, no, I don't. I don't mean musically. Oh. I mean like in terms of yeah, the Foo Fighters you know, are the, the biggest band of the yes, world, and then <laughs> and then Sunny Day is huge with the emo. Sure. Crowd, crowd which sure. don't like to associate themselves with that Foo Fighters crowd, I you know? Bet, uh, I don't, I think, blah, 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 I'm falling over my words. Um, most people who like Sunny Day pr- probably could openly admit that they like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, just, Foo Fighters fucking rule. Foo Fighters, they're not the biggest band in the world because they suck, you know? No, that's my line. <laughs> Did I you say, just that say that all the time. I say oh. that about... U2. I don't like U2 yeah. at fucking all. I actually can't stand U2. Yeah. But U2 is not the biggest band of all time because they're a shitty band. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like guess U2 that is, your is line. a great fucking band. <laughs> and they're when they come to town, they play United Center for like a week. Not United Center, Soldier Field. Yeah. For a week straight. Like, fuck off. Yeah. It's like two million tickets in one city. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah. Okay, so. I okay. guess we can get into our 2002 albums. And I don't know how you looked at this, if it was from a headspace of, like, you're looking back now and picking, these are my favorite albums from that year. Well, or I Or if haven't... you're trying to think of, like, in 2002, these albums were hugely important to me. And um, My headspace from where I, the music I listened to, to in 2002 to now has not changed. Okay. So it's, <laughs> it's fine. I was going to say, I, I, so I bumped a couple around because, like, sure. they were really big to me in 2002. Mm-hmm. Not so much today. But then there was others that weren't quite as important to me back sure. then that I... I'll give you that because there, there is one. Yeah, I'll give you that. So let's go with just some honorable mentions first. Right. I've got five. You got five? I've got five. All right. Uh, my first honorable mention is uh, Boxcar Racer, self-titled. I, I saw that popping up on all the 2002 lists. I was like, I know that's got to be on Larry's list. Um, I'm surprised it's not on your five, though. Uh, it, it was fucking hard because yeah. at one point I was almost considering it making my number one. Yeah. Um, I love this record so fucking much. Um, people are like, oh, it's so different and experimental. It's fucking not. It sounds like Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Like it's Some of it's a little darker, but it's, it's big. The drums are like slammy and hard open. The riffs are catchy and intense. Um, it, it's a great fucking record but it's, yep. it sounds like blink because it's it's tom DeLonge and travis barker of course it sounds like fucking blink right like there's no way around it yeah I, that's a band that i was aware of like when i think what was their their big hit was uh 
I feel so. I feel so. I remember that coming out, and I was like, wow, this is sick as hell. Yeah. And uh, I listened to a couple songs off of it back then, but I wasn't really big into pop punk sure. back then. The, um, um, there's a song on that album called All Systems Go, and it's maybe my favorite riff ever. Is that, that went, yes. yeah? Yes. I fucking love that riff so goddamn much. You actually, so that's I was that was what I was gonna mention was uh, so I didn't revisit this album until just a couple years ago when we were in a pop punk band together. Sure, and we were taught, you know, you were showing me all this pop punk stuff from the early two thousands that I just never got sure. into, which is uh, and. A lot of my I was going to say, and that, that was one of the records, and that specifically that song, and I was, that, oh that one's God, cool that as hell. That song fucking slams, and the chorus has this weird, super weird, like, two and a half step up key change. Yeah. You can't even tell. It just, it's so smooth, and it's, it's Tom DeLonge is a fucking hell of a songwriter, man. For sure. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, what's yours? Uh, I guess, I don't have these in any particular order. I'm just going to throw out, and you're not going to want to talk about this one at all, but uh, Flogging Molly, Drunken Lullabies. I saw Flogging Molly on that album cycle. Yeah. But I don't know if I should. I saw them at Warped Tour 2002. Okay. So, okay. kind of, maybe. Yeah. Um, They were fun. I, I, I fucking love hate Flogging Molly. Molly I know you I do. hate and Irish I saw, Punk. I hate I, Dropkick Murphys. I hate the Tossers. I hate it all. I, I debated about even bringing it up just because I was like. I, Why? It's your list. I Fuck know, it. I know. But so, I, I'm a big sucker for Irish Irish punk, whatever you want to call it. It's Irish punk. Yeah, I, straight up. I love, I love Flogging Molly. I know everybody that thinks about. Irish punk always goes to Dropkick, and that's like the number one. I feel one. like people will go to Foggy Molly first. I feel like they're so, substantially bigger. So I, I would disagree with that. So here's the thing, um, and this is the way I've always looked at it. Dropkick Murphys is a punk band with Irish influences. Sure. Whereas Foggy Molly is like an Irish band with punk influences. Okay, Sure. It's it's a lot more folky than Dropkick is. Sure. And I, and, I and dig that. And there's some Dropkick stuff that I do like. Yeah, sure. So yeah, but, I'll give you that. Anyway, so yeah, Flogging Molly's Drunken Lullabies came out in 2002, and I, I've loved that album since it came out. So tight. Yeah, tight. And it's actually getting close to, uh, you know, usually what's st- when as soon as it hits February, I go into like Flogging Molly mode, and I don't listen to pretty much anything else except Flogging Molly mm-hmm. until St. Patrick's Day. I thought you were saying it's getting close to its 20 years, and I'm like, yeah, all these. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like that's the point of it. I wonder. I wonder if this came out. Or, I didn't. I didn't look up dates for any of these. Surprisingly, uh, I, but, I didn't either. Um, I'm wonder, I wonder if the Flogging Molly record came out around St. Patrick's Day. That would be a little hacky, but sure, it would also be like right on brand. So, <laughs> uh, my next one is the self-titled album. Another self-titled by Slick Shoes. Okay. Um, it was like, I guess they're more mature sounding record it's still like a, a riffy skate punk album uh the production on it is like kind of grimy and fuzzy and weird but uh the songwriting is sick it's just it's a lot of fun you're gonna be disappointed in me for admitting this but i don't know if i've ever listened to slick shoes um most people haven't listened to slick shoes don't I worry know, about but, it but as much as you've talked about slick shoes for as long as we've been friends yeah but like i'm just a weird like christian skate punk nerd for whatever the fuck reason and Slick Shoes is the best one of them. Fair enough. Yeah. Super technical. You actually probably would really like them. They're very technical, very riffy, very fast. Okay. Super melodic. You'd probably really like Slick Shoes. Now, you said technical, riffy, melodic, and fast. Yeah. When I think of that style of punk, I think, think propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's skate punk. Okay. Like propaganda, so- strung out, that type okay. of shit. Yeah. I'll, I'll check them out. I'll check, yeah, you, I'll check you, out that album. They put out a record <clears throat> in 2020. 
It's okay. fucking awesome. I I think you mentioned it on our 2020 podcast, didn't you? I th- that was Lost Causes we did 2020. We did 2021. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's 2022, isn't it? Sure is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, yeah, that happened. It um, happens. Don't worry about it. Let's see. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go with... Uh, Atreyu, Suicide Notes and Butterfly Kisses. Fucking sick, man. That, that <laughs> album was so huge to me. That yeah. album was a game changer for it, metalcore, period. For sure. And and still to this day, it fucking holds up, man. I mean, I know a lot of people hate Atreyu. I hate Atreyu now. Uh, they they really got super butt rocky and just awful. But yeah, but their first two albums. Well, I don't. I still. I don't know if uh, Suicide Notes was their. I know it was their first major label like release, but I don't know if they have any earlier than that. It was like their first like widely released album. Yeah. Sure. So but, I'm gonna say like their first yeah, and second uh, well, is that and I'm, the curse. When and those I say two for, records, fucking. Slam. I was gonna say when I talk about their first two albums, I'm talking about Suicide Notes and the Curse. Yeah. So I love both those records. Both are great done. fucking records. They and, are essentially the same record. Yeah. One just sounds better because like they got bigger and had more of a recording budget, but uh, I feel the like, songs are the same. I feel like um, Suicide Notes was a little more raw, a little more on the hardcore side. Um, okay, because they, you know, you could still feel the hardcore influence, which is not very at the time when I had no idea what hardcore music was in two thousand two. I thought. It, Atreyu was the epitome of hardcore, and it's not not at all. Well, sure, but, but but you can absolutely feel the hardcore flavor in it. Um, they have they have great breakdowns. They have some real cool punky two step riffs. Oh yeah. Um, and then the curse leaned more into the metalcore. The curse sounds like Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> bon Jovi with some screaming in it. Yeah. But, Wait, isn't there a Bon Jovi cover on that album? Maybe that's why I make that association. I don't think it was on that album but i i think they, they did it did live one. during yeah. that era i think they did it live yeah probably dude maybe I that's why i always associate that but that fucking album sounds like bon jovi dude for real <laughs> which is fine yeah it's good i fuck it's with bon jovi album. man i don't care <laughs> what's your uh third uh something corporate leaving through a window okay i saw something corporate around that time phenomenal live band yeah uh, phenomenal live band it's like they were like a drive through Records golden era band, but mm-hmm. they weren't like such like, I don't know, TRL style, like Simple Plan, NFG, Pop Punk. They were in that same world strongly, but they were a little just, I guess, I don't smarter with their music. They were a piano driven, focused a lot on just good songwriting. Okay. Yeah, great fucking album. <clears throat> Absolutely love that album. All right. I, I think I saw them in 2003, it looks oh. like. But yeah, that album's fucking all sing. It could have been all singles. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, they were very good live. Great I, fucking band. Yeah. Love something corporate. What you um, got next? My next, I'm gonna go with uh, Hate Breed Perseverance. Fucking sick. That's it's still. That's to, my favorite Hate Breed album. Yeah. To this day, still my favorite Hate Breed album. It's the same song like twelve times. I don't know how many tracks are on the record, but it's the same song over and over and over again. Which Hatebreed, yeah, which is all Hatebreed albums are the same song across several albums. But yeah, something about Perseverance, it just hits just right. The the mix is perfect. Like it slams, man. And that uh, album does slam. Still, this day slams. And I just 
that's that's to this day the only Hatebreed album I've ever purchased. Um, really? Yeah. yeah. I say that like I bought Hatebreed so stuff. Back, I have never bought a Hatebreed. Back thing. then, I you know I was more into I was more into melodic hardcore and like youth crew kind of stuff, and the the beat down like. You know the the Mad Ball and and the terror, uh, terror and, the and hate down and, and shit. All yeah, all that shit was starting to get real popular in the in Northwest Indiana, sure. and and like the hate moshing started taking over at shows. I wasn't into that at the time. Um, so was I there a time that you were? I am now. <laughs> I like it now. You do you do that kind of moshing? I don't personally. I've hit a few people in the pit, but not like I don't go like. I don't go crowd killing. Oh. I'm not that guy. I don't go into fucking pits. <laughs> I, I still mosh, man. I, I I love it. It's, it's. I mean, it's fun, but like, I could go see fucking like NFG now, and I'm like not moshing. Yeah, I'm chilling. I'm tired, man. I was gonna hang out. I feel like if I didn't mosh, then I didn't truly enjoy the band that I was there to man, see. Man, you can watch the band from the balcony with a bourbon. Chilling and it is I, nice. I know, but part, that's part to me. That's part of the experience of the hardcore sure. show. Is I, I get that. And the it absolutely a thousand Otherwise, percent. I could just listen to the definitely album. Definitely is. It's like one of the most organic, yeah. natural occurrences of all time. Yeah. But I've done it, and yeah. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. Uh, the last show I went to was Furnace Fest, and I moshed like crazy. With with honor, I moshed. Uh, I moshed for Living Sacrifice. I moshed for terror. Uh, Ooh, cool guy. Yeah, I, f- I felt good about it. I felt good about That's it. That's all I, that I counts then. I hung. But to be fair, everyone else in the pit was my age, so it's like none of us were tough. Like, you know, <gasps> we, <gasps> we, every five seconds we all had to stop and catch our breath. And but That's anyway, kind of sick. Yeah, it was cool. So hate breeds perseverance. Very cool. Uh, what's my next one? Ah. Uh, and transmission by Snapcase. Ooh, yeah. I don't know. I some somehow I looked at a lot of lists of 2002 albums, mm-hmm. and that one didn't pop up at all. I don't really? know why. Yeah, maybe I just looked in the wrong places. Oh, well. But that, yeah, fucking great album. Great album. Great band. Great album. Not a ton to say about. It. I mean, if you know Snapcase, you know Snapcase. It's, sure. Yeah, it's kind of like. I would say that's the best example of what Snapcase sounds like. Is that album? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that album fucking rules. It does. That's, it that's absolutely the whole thing. Does. Snapcase is fucking awesome. Um, I got uh, Between the Buried and Me self-titled album. Sure. I really expected that to be higher. <laughs> uh, so I I actually, I, that's one of the things I was just adjusting when I got here. I, it was in my top five. Sure. Um, but I, I knocked it down because uh, really... Um, Silent Circus was a bigger album for me than fair, fair. than their self-titled was. So, um, but still a hugely important album to me. A, an amazing metalcore album. Um, peak between the buried and me. Two thousand two. Peak between the buried and me is Alaska. Alaska is uh, on the very precipice of know. their slope down to me. Which not. don't get me wrong, they had a huge slope to go down and they're still pretty high up there compared to other bands. No, because Colors is phenomenal too. Colors is great. I, Wait, I, is, I, is Mordecai on Silent Circus? Mordecai's on Silent oh, Circus. Oh, that is their best album. Yes. I fucking love that song. So, which is crazy because, so, um, 
I've always thought Silent Circus is a drummer's album. If you're sure. a drummer or if you appreciate drums, that's the Between the Barry to Me album you want to listen to. If you're a guitarist or you appreciate guitar, it's Alaska by a landslide. Sure. But I don't know. I, either way, Between the Barry to Me rules. They, they're still great. They just released Colors 2, which I still haven't listened to. I haven't I've listened heard, to it I've heard it's fantastic. Sure it is, um, but whatever. Yeah, I know. I... I I kind of stopped caring, and I feel bad about saying that because they're a good band. But yeah, but I mean, you, you can I only... can only listen to like super technical, crazy proggy metal yeah. for yeah. so long, and I don't, I can't. But yeah, what do I got next? Uh, this oh, this is my last honorable mention. Uh, yes. Hard Rock Bottom by No Use for a Name. I don't, I don't know anything by No Use for a Name. Oh, uh, they are skate punk. Like okay. they're I guess a little bit slower than most skate punk because skate punk is like just insanely fast do they and i'm gonna sound really dumb saying this and asking this but do they like wear masks or something no no i know a masked intruder wears masks but that's not who i'm thinking of no there's something something about no use for a name that no i thought stood out but no, I guess uh, not. no, they're just like <laughs> a punk rock band their singer their singer died um Handful of years ago now, I can't recall when, but um. Oh, uh, was that um, fuck, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Sly. Tony Sly. He was like noted to being like just a ridiculously good songwriter. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. absolutely fucking is. He's a phenomenal songwriter. I, um, I do know, you know, I do know that because uh, a buddy of mine at work is, he's really into old punk and um. He talks about that. There's like a an album dedicated to Tony yep. Sly with a bunch of like big name. Yeah, and he he always talks about that album. That guy's probably really cool. He is cool. He's <laughs> really cool. Um, um, but yeah, I absolutely don't have no use for a name very much. Um, insane songwriting album sounds really really cool. I really like the way the record is mixed and how it sounds. Um, but yeah, that's that's that. Cool. Nothing too crazy. I'm gonna close this fan some more. Yeah, it's fucking hot in hell. Hot in hell. It's hot. Hot hell. Um, my top honorable mention uh, is Daughters, self-titled. Oh, yeah, okay. I know you're probably not a big Daughters fan. I love the song Daughters by John Mayer. Oh, yeah. No, that's the same thing. <laughs> oh, oh, sure. For, for sure, uh, the I mean, same thing. I know Daughters. I've listened to Daughters. I've tried to be like, oh, I'm cool. I like Daughters. I fucking don't. <laughs> I I love Daughters. Um, and, but their self-titled, to me, was... It's not a bad album. They don't have a bad album. Um, but it's probably my like second to least favorite. But it's cool. still an amazing album. Right on. Yep. That's uh, <laughs> Those are my honorable well, mentions. All right. Well, you want to get into our actual top five? Oh, time out. Time out. That's, no, that's one. That's the first one. The first time out of the night. <laughs> <laughs> so this is their self-titled EP. Okay. I, I got completely mixed up here. Well, that's all right. Obviously, I don't like it that much. No. Yeah, so, so no, then, then this is not what Sorry I... Sorry for that cackle. That's embarrassing. No, see, I, I told you, their self-titled was not really one of my favorites anyway. Oh, well, I don't um, care. And I thought 2002 sounded awfully early for it, but it was on the list of 2002 albums, so I included it. I'm going to scratch that one. Let's take that one off the list. Okay. I'm going to dial it back. So you're going to put it on another one. I'm going to put a different one on instead. Okay, when you do that, I'm going to pull one off of my other ten, <laughs> and 
Well, I guess we'll just have six honorables then. So go ahead. All right, no, fuck it. Let's get, let's move on. Let's move well, on. Well, I got a bunch of other ones to mention. <laughs> let's go to number five. What do you got? I started last when you start this one. All right, my number five. I'm gonna go uh, Coldplay, Rush of Blood. Fucking, I knew it. I knew it was going to be one of them. <laughs> um, I love Coldplay. I do too. There is a couple Coldplay records I can't say that uh, I know. Um, really. Viva La Vida is the last one I know very well. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I don't I don't care. Um, but those first handful was like four records. Yeah, all phenomenal. Is Russian Blood their first album? I or is Parachutes their I, first album? I always think of Parachutes as their first, but now I'm gonna have to double check that because I don't want to well, sound like way, an idiot. Uh, Russia Blood to the head. Just that catalog of singles from that album. Par- is Parachutes insane. is their first album okay. from 2000. Sure. But Rush of Blood has probably uh, my favorite songs on it. Um, I, my very favorite Coldplay song is In My Place, which is track two. Sure. Um, but uh, The Scientist, everybody knows The Scientist. Everybody knows Clocks. Um, everybody knows, well, I don't know. Maybe those are the big ones that everybody knows. But, I mean, it's all... all all around, it's a fantastic album, start to finish. What is your absolute favorite Coldplay song? You just said in it was my in place. my place. Okay. Yeah. Of all, all albums altogether. Yes. Yeah. Not relevant, but my favorite Coldplay song is Lost. Which uh, album is off? It's, that off? it's off of Evil Vita with the organ. Okay. I'd have to hear it. Uh, I, I can't think of uh, I'm I'm really bad uh, with song well, titles. It's, it's phenomenal. Anyway, cool. Yes, yes Coldplay. Uh, my number five is Caution by Hot Water Music. Hot Water Music. Hot Water Music. That's a band that I've never really ever gotten into. Every band I say on this show, regardless of anything, you're like, yep. oh, I missed them. <laughs> I know. It's, we 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 listened to very different music that kind of converged itself into... Converged. Yeah. Yes. Into like, now we have the same taste somehow, sure. even though we started on very separate paths. Fair. Um, you know, uh, inter- oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go, you're good. What's up? I was going to say, interesting note about Hot Water Music. So, as I mentioned, I was... I watched Terror at Furnace Fest. Yeah. And uh, towards the end of their set, uh, the singer was like, if you guys don't watch Hot Water Music this weekend, you really fucked up. And he's like, they're the greatest band of all time. The singer from Terror. Yeah. Talking about Hot Water Music. That's one thing I love about... Terror? Not not just Terror. Is that Scott Vogel? Is that his name? I think so. Okay. I don't know. Whatever. I, I, I love Terror, but I'd never, I don't know. I don't know any of their names. Um, but yeah, I, that's one thing I love about like hardcore and punk and emo. and sure. they're, they're all so hand in hand that a brutal ass beater band like Terror, the singer's favorite band is Hot Water Music. And Hot Water Music is just like this grimy, mid-tempo punk rock. And they're fucking so sick. The singer's voice sounds like a... An old muffler. <laughs> um, it's just like thick, fat. Like when you hear the way their guitars sound, you're like, oh, that's like an old Sunburst Les Paul through like a vintage Marshall loud as fuck. And it, yeah. it's just, it's so sick. I, I fucking love hot water music. I, I need to listen to them. You absolutely I really do. do. Um, number four? Yeah, that's you. Number four, I'm going to go with uh, the red cord fused together involving doors. 
um, like you just said, like you were never into hot water music. I was never into the red chord. I've I, heard the red chord and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. I, I totally understand. It's, Doesn't the red chord play in standard tuning? Uh, I don't think so. Well, I feel like someone has told me that once. Maybe I'm mistaken that for Glass Casket. No, Glass Casket definitely wasn't in standard Some tuning. Some super heavy fucking band plays Winds in of standard Plague. tuning. Winds of Plague plays in standard tuning? They're, I don't know if they always played in standard tuning, but I believe their first album was they all play in standard like seven tuning. seven strings in standard tuning? No, no, oh. they played it in standard E tuning. Oh, that's fucking tight. Yeah. Good I, for them. I That's... This is just going off of memory. I don't know if that's true. I just remember hearing that in like 2005. Oh, you know, Winds of Plague plays in standard tuning. So shout out Winds of Plague for that. That's cool, man. And maybe, maybe the red chord was, but I can't imagine that. I mean, they hit some pretty, you know, the more I'm thinking about it, I mean, they're brutally heavy, brutally heavy band, but it is kind of like in the upper register. Maybe they are in standard tuning. It is tuning. possible. It is possible. That'd be super cool. I know they I have love a, when heavy bands play in standard tuning, and I love when mellow bands tune super low. I know they have a left-handed guitarist, which always blew my mind. So I don't know why, but somehow when Ooh. a left-handed guitarist... Left-handed guitarist can't tune down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so, somehow, when, <laughs> somehow when a left-handed guitarist is, like, shredding and playing super fast, yeah. it just seems so much more impressive than a right-handed guitarist doing it. A right-handed guitarist doing it... It seems natural. Nothing about playing guitar left-handed seems natural to me. It looks fucking weird. So watching them watching them shred just it 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 tickles me. <laughs> right on. <laughs> what was that number four? Yes, my number four is "What Is This to Burn" by Finch. Okay, I I, I honorable mentions, but I figured. Well, shit, something happened, but uh. We'll pick back up. We're okay. Yeah. So we we realized about we we have been talking for the last ten minutes still. Yeah. Um, we uh, just realized that it stopped. It uh, happens. No big deal. So Larry just brought up his number. That was no, your number four, right? Was Finch. Finch. What is to burn? What it is yes. To burn. And we had a good conversation about Finch, and you told go go ahead and tell the. Uh yeah, uh, I like Finch. I don't <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck I was talking about. You were talking about. about how you saw him at Warp Tour or something. I right? saw him at Warp Tour. Um, they were sick. They were like they were screaming, but they were melodic. And at the time in two thousand two, that wasn't like every fucking where right, like right. it was years later. Two thousand five and six. Um, I almost feel I know Finch <clears throat> wasn't like Finch invented this, but Finch definitely pioneered that as far as it being in the forefront for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Like they were one of the early ones. Um, every song on that record is awesome. Uh, yeah, I love it. And really, they were in that family of like the the drive through Dicky Shorts bands, mm-hmm. but uh, they were different. They yeah. were even they were on drive through even. And then they were they were different from all the rest. Yeah. But yeah, that's it's a good that's album. It. It's Gr- a really great good fucking album. album. Um, and then we moved on to my number three, which was uh, Norma Jean's "Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Child." Yep. Um, which, uh, it's their first album. Uh. As Norma Jean, I I think they, I don't know what they released as Ludacris, but I don't think they ever had like an an album album. Throwing myself was I think maybe one of their songs, not their album. I could be wrong. But, so they released uh, "Bless the Martyr" in two thousand two, which um, is the the famous Memphis will be Memphis shall or Memphis will 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 be laid to waste. Uh, I don't know now. I always said shall, and I'm pretty sure that's wrong. It happens. I wouldn't um, worry about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it it's just a it's a fantastic album. And it, but here's the thing, it's not though. 
Like it's it's really like basic metalcore. It's really it's really heavy, but it's essentially just breakdowns and panic chords for ten songs. But in a really cool way, it sure. sounds really cool. It's a it's a great album. Um, yeah, that's that's fair enough. Yeah, that's good. So you're number three. My number three, worship and tribute, glass job. That's my number two. Fuck. No, this is perfect. Oh, okay. Because I, I would have just been mentioning it next. So. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's, nice. It's I, I forgot that we were <laughs> yes. we switched order. Yes. Um, fuck. Um, one of the coolest opening moments to a record mm-hmm. is that bad da 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 da. And in stereo too. That's the best part. The guitars in stereo. So oh, fucking so sick. Good. I absolutely love that. Me too. Everything about it. Me too. It's such a good fucking album. And uh, so their first album, uh, everything, everything, everything you, you want to know about silence. Yes, uh, was on Roadrunner Records. Which yes. I, when we were talking about when we were on our new metal episode, I and we brought up Roadrunner. I meant to talk about, and maybe I did mention Glassjaw. I don't even remember now. But I meant I I meant to talk about how like how different they were from the rest of like the new metal on the on the album I'm on on the label sure and I think that was their only record on Roadrunner because by the time they got to Worship and Tribute which is their next album I think this was on Warner uh maybe it's I remember it's on a huge huge label oh yeah um and I don't remember I I want to say it's Warner Brothers um but. It's just still, it's such a good fucking album. Um, it's, whereas I, I think I have more sentimental appreciation for everything, but I think Worship and Tribute is their top album. So this is one time where... Yeah, it fucking is. For sure. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is one time where the first album, second album argument doesn't have to happen. What was your last record that you just talked about? Uh, Bless the Martyr. Oh, God's better. I see. Yes. Okay. There's more than one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's only two, though. I yeah, think maybe. it's just those maybe. two. <laughs> but uh, yes, it was on Warner Brothers. Okay. Uh, I know that wasn't that important, but it was going to drive me nuts if I didn't figure it out. Fair enough. Uh, and you know who produced it? I did. I used to. Ross Robinson. See? The fucking man back in 2000. Well, in. New metal, Ross Robinson was the sure, man, but he sure. fuck he nailed it on this record. Do man. you know who produced Blessed Martyr? No, Adam D. Really? Yes. That doesn't surprise me. Adam D. is a great producer. He's probably my like top for heavy music. Top three. Yeah. Producers, engineers, mixers, whatever. Yeah, he's he's um, amazing. Oh my fucking god, he's amazing. But yeah, I want to make a record. With Adam D, so fucking bad, <laughs> so bad. I wonder how much that would cost. A lot. Uh, Kill Switch is not as big as they used to be. Yeah, and also, fuck it, I'll I'll just do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I I don't know what else to say about it. Um, every song on that album is great. We're seeing it. Yes, we are. Yes, in what is it? Is early it early March, I think. Uh, cool. I know, I know. I'm fucking excited. I've never seen Glassjaw. Really? And they're mm-hmm. playing both records. Yeah. You ever go to Glassjaw's website? 
Not in some time. It's no. just a ridiculously extensive merch store and nothing else. And they have the craziest shit. The most beautiful merch you've ever seen. It's all they have like custom embroidered leather like letterman jackets with your name and huge patches and shit. It's like three hundred dollars, but it's super tight. No shit. I, I fucking want one. Yeah, it's awesome. Glassjaw fucking rules. Okay, man. so speaking of awesome merch, um, maybe you'll appreciate this, maybe you won't, but I was fucking stoked on it. Uh, so we talked about in in our 2021 wrap up of our favorite albums. Uh, my 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 surprise number one was Body Box. Sure. That that crazy yeah that we trail band. death metal Dude, band. Yeah, this, I this, listened to that and conceptually could, I, I really say, you like just it. Say you don't I like lo- it. No, I love them as a concept. <laughs> everything about it. I just don't like their music. Yeah, but I, I like I like them. They're probably cool dudes. I I love their music so much, and so I I follow them pretty close. Because um, I would love for them to come to Chicago. I really want to see them. Um, but today they posted a new merch line. And one of the things they're selling is... Um, so you see like road construction guys. They're always wearing those high visibility oh, yeah. vests. They have their own high visibility vest. Uh, like the mesh vest. Like the actual we, construction me type. Me and Mill and Steve talked about on Lost Causes Stole Away having... Hive is construction no vest shit. like a year and a half ago. So well. fuck that shit. That's my idea. <laughs> well, they did it first. Um, and on the back, it's got like a big pot leaf. It says body box and it's fucking it's Who cool is as that hell. for? Who's going to buy that and wear it? Well, they're fucking, they're Florida white trash, man. That's everybody that lives in the trailer park with them is, oh God, this is, I, I'm, that's awful. That's an awful generalization, generalization for me to make. Do you want me to run no, that back? No, right. but no, because that's, that is their brand, though. That's what they... Right, it's like... That's like their whole th- persona is they are catering to the the white trash, like, trailer park guys. Yeah. That is that is what they try to do. And I'm not... I, I am going to say I don't mean that everybody in that situation is white trash. What, in Florida? Well, no. well okay, yes. In Florida, yes, that is true. And I'll say it to anybody I, from I, Florida's I'm, face. I don't want to generalize in any way, shape, or form, but if it's Florida, I'll do it. I was going to say. It's, it's, <laughs> I'll generalize Florida. So, yes, that is, but that's like <laughs> the, the blue-collar trailer park guys in Florida will wear fucking high-vis Body Pot box. leaf body box merch. <laughs> it's fucking sick, man. I want to buy one. You should. I, 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 I can't wear it at work. I don't need to wear it at work. I you just like wear it to like stretch yeah, or to shows. <laughs> but yeah, I, that that got real off topic. We were talking about glass jaw. Um, well, no, we were talking about merch, and when you yeah. talk about merch, it, it always comes back to glass jaw. Glass jaw, it, kings of merch. All right, it's full circle. Full circle. All right, so. Glassjaw was your number three, but also my number two. Right. So let's hit your number two. My number two is Control by Pedro the Lion. Con- you know what? I saw that come up on a list, and I, I like Pedro. I'm mm-hmm. not like a giant Pedro sure. fan, though. So uh, I'm not a massive Pedro fan, but I'm a massive fucking fan of this album. Yeah. It is it's beautiful. It's somber. It's grimy. It's pretty. It's every adjective all at once. <laughs> it's such a great fucking album. Very the drums fair. on it are... You ever listen to the National? Yes. The drums on it remind me a lot of the drums on like Boxer. Okay. Um, like just kind of strange and sparse and sporadic. Um, really, like this thick, low end, a lot of atmosphere, crazy good songwriting. Like 
some of the songs, it's like storytelling almost. You could fucking picture everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just fucking Christ. It's such a phenomenal record. I love that album so goddamn much. Very cool. But yeah, that's the one. Pedro the Lion Control, number two from that year. Number one. Number one. What do you What do you think it's going to be? Me without you. It is not. That's then I, I don't know what it is. Slipknot. No, self-titled. I, I purposely bumped me without you from my my list specifically because we did a full episode fair. about me without you. Fair. And to be fair, it wouldn't have been my number one anyway. It okay. would have been. It probably would have been my number two. Okay. And then Glassjaw would have been bumped bump back to number three. Um, my number one is Poison the Wells Tear from the Red. Oh yeah. Fucking yeah. duh! It's my favorite album of all time. Duh! <laughs> duh! God yeah. damn it! Yeah. I yeah. I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to begin describing how much I love that album. That for one well, thing. Well, you better try because that's the point of this right now. <laughs> <laughs> for one, that was my first taste to poison the well because bef- you know, opposite of December was their first big release. You know, uh, in ninety nine was. Eh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or was it? It might have been 2000. Was it 2000? It might have been 2001. Now I don't, you know, maybe it was 2000 because I think they did the 20-year release and they reissued it on vinyl. Yeah, because that was supposed to be the OG Furnace Fest. Yes. It It was 2000. Oh, or was it 2001. God damn it. No. Uh, well, no, it doesn't they matter had, they had, that's not the album you're talking no, about. No, they had they had an album in 99. No, maybe. No, they. Whatever. Who fucking cares? Apparently you. I do. No, it was 99. I was right. Wow. You all had me that. second guessing myself. All that for nothing. Well, you had me second guessing myself. Well, who uh, cares? So, but but I was in a new metal back then, and I didn't really pay any attention to Poison the Well. But I still remember hearing. Um, I, I still remember hearing opposite of. Uh, fuck. Tear from the Red. And how fucking like. I remember the feeling of like, oh my god, this is this is the best thing. Like sure, I remember I back that. then, and then for a few years, like I started getting into heavier stuff, and I kind of fell off Poison the Well. But then, just like a few years ago, again, I revisited, and I was like, and I, I have to say, it was probably the first time I listened to the record in five years or so, at least, and hearing every note and. Every breakdown, I was driving at the time, and I just, I could not, like, I'm driving, I'm in the car by myself, and I could not stop, like, grinning and, like, slamming on the steering wheel, like, yes, this is so good, you know? Sure. A 20 uh, year old before you is way better. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, You Come Before You is a very, very special album to me. You Come Before You is an amazing album. Yeah, it is. I just, I, Tear From The Red, I think, is their best. It is, it's so, it's... The perfect mix between their hardcore metalcore origins, like just being heavy, 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 like opposite of December is almost purely heavy, you know. There's melodic stuff in it for sure, but not like a lot of singing or anything. Tear from the Red is like right in between where there's some some good singing and pretty melodic parts and stuff. Sure. Still a lot of the heaviness. Then you come before you. I feel like there's a lot more singing. Like they, each album they kind of lightened up a little bit, sure. and I don't. I don't mean that in a bad way at all. But I feel like Tear from the Red was like the perfect middle of everything. Sure, sure. Favorite album of all time. Respect. That's a great record. I love yeah. Poison Well very much. 
Do you know what my number one is? Mm. Well, I I was going to say maybe you had picked me without you, but then I remembered that AB is not your favorite. No. Um, it wasn't even an honorable. No, I don't. Okay, well, uh, I'm assuming anyone listening who knows me is going to guess I'm going to say Sticks and Stones. Oh, duh. I'm not. Oh, shit. Okay, I was going to say, I, I that was another one. I it's not Sticks and Stones. I purposely left it off of my honorables. Um, remarkably adjacent to Sticks and Stones, probably one of the most adjacent things to be adjacent to something ever. Um, in 2002, that, like, the, the dicky shorts, spiky hair pop punk was super formative to not just me personally, but to, like, independent style music now in general. Mm-hmm. Um, like, all the, the NFGs and the Simple Plans and the, the Good Charlottes and all those bands all fall into this. But this band and this album are just as important. Absolutely just as important, but... Chevelle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dude, that album actually is sick, dude. Um, no, but this band and this album are just as important. And to a lot of people who are like pop punk nerds, it, they say that, but this record needs to be held in a higher regard. And that is say it like you mean it by the starting line. Oh, I mean, that doesn't surprise me now that you no. said it. Doesn't yes. surprise me at all. Fucking every song. Yeah. Flows ridiculously well. The production is insane. All the songs are awesome. It's fun. It's fast. It's catchy. It's actually it's like somewhat technical here and there. Like rhythmically, there's a lot of cool changes and stuff. Um, but yeah, fucking so so good. So goddamn good. I saw them on their. Well, I don't know if this ended up being their farewell tour or not. Um, they still they play one offs here and there occasionally. They, they came through, they came through Chicago with. Um, they were on tour with Bayside, and uh, Four Years Strong, and what a sick show, man! And Steel Train, which was weird, didn't fit, but they were good. I All liked right. them a lot. Cool Steel Train. One of the guys in Steel Train was in Fun at one point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing um, really well for himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, I don't know what year that was. Um, that sounds probably about two thousand six, something like that. Uh, I it was Walking Wounded era Bayside. Well, it could have been their farewell because I want to say Direction, which uh, might have been their last full length album, was two thousand seven. So maybe it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight that this tour happened. What, whatever it was, I just remember they were playing and they they announced like, "Oh, this will be our last time in Chicago." Just so you know, like this yeah. was when they announced. Sure. At least they announced to Chicago. I don't know if they announced it on any other shows on that tour. I, but they've it, played Chicago like five times, six times since then. <laughs> it, I know it. It seemed like a huge announcement at the time. Like, but I, yeah. Uh, anyway, um, and I was unfamiliar with them at the time, um, but they played. Uh, What's that song called? Uh, a Good Night's Sleep. Oh, and yeah. I, dude, I wanted to sob. That song is so gorgeous. Yes, it and is. And they played it so perfectly. And Dude, the starting line live, like, especially now, they did, um, you know, uh, you know, Will Yip, the producer? Yeah. He, he does Studio 4, and he did, um, during all, like, the crazy lockdown stuff, he did a couple, I, I think maybe three different starting line streams. They were so fucking good. 
God damn, the starting line is so fucking awesome. Yeah, they were very I good. I love the starting line. But yeah, my favorite album of 2002 is Say It Like You Mean It by the starting line. Which, For fucking sure. Good Night's Sleep is on that album. Yeah, track five. Maybe four. No, track five. I don't... You, you're way better at that shit than I am. Just with the starting line. <laughs> just, just with this particular album. Actually, no... I just know that that song is number five. That's all I know. I don't know. You've got a good memory for stuff like that. Yeah, sure. So we are only at 48 minutes. Uh, and uh, okay. I do have a handful of other records to okay. spout off. Well, yeah, I was, I was going to say, we can spout these ones off and we don't have to go into a lot of depth about them. But um, one worth noting is Me Without You's A to B Life. That's one of mine. Um, I, Of course, I wanted to include that in my top five. Um, it probably would have bumped Coldplay out. Sure. Um, but... Uh, don't get me wrong. It wouldn't have bumped Coldplay because it would have taken spot number five. But you fuck it. You, it doesn't matter. It's <laughs> sure. the, the math of it doesn't matter. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's a great album. Um, let's see which one of these do I want to mention. Um, Living Well is the Best Revenge by Midtown. Midtown, huh? Midtown. It's just another 2002 Drive Through Records Golden Era album. Oh, oh, I was not thinking of Midtown. What is what was the one I was thinking? Not Crazy Town either. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea what I was thinking. Well, uh, taking back Sunday. Tell all your friends. For the type of music I'm primarily talking about, um, tell all your friends is in the probably three most important albums ever made. Yeah. Um, but also in my absolute honest, strong ass opinion, Taking Back Sunday is super fucking overrated. I would agree with that. I love Taking Back Sunday for sure, but I, they are over fucking rated. I would agree with that. But I so one thing that has always caught me about Taking Back Sunday, um, and I talk about this all the time, uh, their vocal layers, the way they like they have it's fun. Three, three people singing completely different things and completely different melodies, and I they do it. Just seamlessly, and it's it's amazing. And one I, of them is always singing about a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's and I I love I love this album. It's 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 them at their best, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Maybe. Uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what else do I got? Uh, oh, by Damien Rice. I don't know it at all. Uh, you'd fucking love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's mellow, folksy, sad shit. Okay, but, uh, I like I like mellow, folksy, good. sad shit. Oh, by Damien Rice is a okay. phenomenal fucking album. Yeah, okay, I won't go too too far into it, but yeah, that's it. Uh, Dillinger Escape Plan, Irony is a Dead Scene. Technically an EP more than an album. Um, but sure. It was the one they released uh, with Mike Patton doing vocals. And oh, I didn't know which which one that was, but I was going to say, I only like three things that Dillinger ever did, and one of them is the Mike Patton thing, and yeah. that is so fucking sick. The other two are Miss Machine and Ironworks. Okay. But that's neither here nor there. Carry on. I am a giant, giant Mike Patton fan, so when I didn't know who Dillinger was until I heard this EP with Mike Patton, and I honestly, I still don't know what was before that, but... Faith um, no more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean for Dillinger, I don't know what was earlier than that. Uh, if there I want to say Miss Machine. I don't think so. Uh, calculating Infinity was before oh, that, well, and right. Calculating Infinity had forty three percent burnt, which is like the one everybody knows. Um, True, but <laughs> but uh, irony is this a dead is scene. The, the driest pinot I've ever had. Super You'd dry. Fucking love it. You would love it. <laughs> Um, when good dogs do bad things is like one of my all time favorite like math core songs. So 
Cool. Um, let's see. The Process of Belief by Bad Religion. Okay. Um, it was Bad Religion doing doing Bad Religion. It's awesome. It's fast. It's very socially conscious. It's the most. Was that 21st century? No, this is like 20 years after that. What's really? That song is Bad that Religion's old. Religion's been a band for like the, I know, but 21st Century Digital Boy was that was old it like a song? The, it's like in the 90s. Really? It might have been late 80s. I, I okay. Um, I just I remember it on Q101 when I was in high school, so I just kind of always assumed that but, um, it was from that time. Bad Religion. This I think this is their 42nd or 43rd year as a band. Still, like yeah. now? Yeah, now they're still a band. Um, but it's just it's fast. It's Got like that crazy, like almost folksy chord structures with like just this phenomenal songwriting. These layers and layers and layers of fucking harmonies that soar on eagles' wings over canyons and shit. It's it's bad religion. It's okay. everything you know about bad religion because every bad bad religion has blah 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 has consistently released the same album for almost forty five years. Okay, but it's good. Yeah, it's, they're one of my favorite bands ever. <laughs> um. My next one is Botch, an anthology of dead ends. Ah, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Fucking sick. Is that really 2002? Yeah. Fuck me. I really messed up skipping that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's not my favorite Botch. Uh, we Are the Romans is my favorite Botch. But yeah, my, yeah, mine too, for real. Um, My favorite... What's up, bro? My favorite Botch song is on that one, um, Afghanistan, which is mm. actually very sure. unbotch. It's... It's just like super mellow and slow, like bass. I bet Ashley's favorite record from 2002 is a self-titled Blood record. Right? Did you say the Blood? Yeah. I think that's that's got to be their first record from like because that was that's my favorite. I mean, that's what's your favorite record from 2002? Is Boxcar? No, I bet I know. I bet I know the your favorite of 2002. Break the cycle. That wasn't that year. <laughs> I'm gonna say uh, minus the bear, highly refined pirates. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Do you know what mine yeah. was? My favorite album. <laughs> I already did. We already went through our favorites. Do you know what mine was? No. Oh. Say it like you mean it by the starting line. That adds up. It's oh. not six and stones. <laughs> that adds up. It's not that six and up. stones, which I thought everyone would think it was six and stones. Yeah, but it's, it was 2002, and that was like your. Thing. It's twenty twenty two. It's my thing. Still right. my thing. Like little t shirts and like dicky shorts and yeah. yeah, that was my thing. I, I wish everybody could see. She's she's doing like hand gestures and <laughs> she's got her whole body into it. Like I still do that. Also, my guitar was way lower. Way yeah, lower. dude, Larry's guitar is to his knees way always. My guitar is still. Way I still more, way more fake diamonds. That was like two thousand. <laughs> Seven. I also still have some in my jewelry box right there. I wear them occasionally. Yes. All right. Good one. Uh, But yeah, botch. Botch. Afghanistan. Listen to Afghanistan. Such a good fucking song. Um, uh, I guess I'll knock Sticks and Stones out of here because I've said it a bunch of times. So Sticks and Stones. So other than that, uh, The Illusion of Safety by Thrice. Ooh, okay. Um, this if you, I know that you always say you miss Thrice or whatever. If you're gonna, if Chris Plant is gonna approach Thrice, <laughs> that's the record to listen to. It's early Thrice. It's fucking riffy, technical, fast, sick. Okay. Um, is it my favorite? No, my favorite Thrice album is Visu. That's neither here nor there. Um, but yeah, it's it's early punk, 
thrice. It's, it's fucking so sick. Okay. And when this is done, I'll play some of it. Um, under oath, changing the times. It sucks. Oh, no, it doesn't. It's it's very not like the under oath everybody knows and loves today. Yeah, because under oath got really good and then they got huge. The yeah. shitty under oath that no one cares about is because it sucks. Changing of Times does not suck. Changing of Times was a great hardcore album. Post hardcore. Uh, the, the riff in uh, A Message Adrian that. Yeah. It's fucking so hard. I still, Actually, that album is kind of tight. I still fucking. Uh, I always, always think of. That is under oath to me. That's not, under, that is under oath. End of sentence. Under oath wrote that song. I, I know, but I'm saying that that to me, that is any time I think of under oath, that's what I think of. I don't it's think It's literally of, just you, not the millions of people that bought their <laughs> albums that like went like gold and shit. That's no, not not them. No. It does that doesn't matter. But kind of does. They had uh, Define <laughs> the Great Line went gold. Okay, well. That's fucking cool that a, like a weird kind of like almost vibey, spacey, intense, grimy, hardcore record went fucking gold. And a Christian record, too. Yeah. Shout out Under Oath. Super important band. Yeah. Um, do you have any more honorables? Or not honorables. I uh, got just... a couple, yeah. Okay. Um, three of them were released on Tooth & Nail Records. I will do them in a little one Go group. for it. No, I will do one that isn't that. Oh. Uh, An American Paradox by Strung Out. Okay. Just fast, dirty, skate punk, riffy, intense, melodic, okay. har- harmonious. Skate. That's that's what I like. Uh, fast, harmonious, riffy skate punk is the only thing I listen to besides Comeback Kid. Okay. Um, 2002, Haste the Day EP that they may know you. Ooh. That was... Yeah. Um, so... I fucking love Haste the Day, man. I do, too. I do. I love Haste the Day. Substance... Uh, that version of Substance on... Dude, that version of Substance, when uh, the outro, like the chorus clean mm-hmm. singing part comes in, I holy shit. I want you to know what I'm going through. Oh, that was... Which, uh, I want to jock that somehow. Let's just cover it. Dude, straight up, let's cover it. But we'll do like a... Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Yeah. We'll uh, fucking circle pit that part, though, for sure. <laughs> all right, what else you got? Um, I don't I'll, have I'll do all three quick. I was um, going to say, I don't have any more. Give Back by Sidewalk Slam. I'll go into that a little bit. Um, Sidewalk Slam is in my top probably three favorite bands of all time. Um, there are just three dudes from, like, I thought, I'm going to say, like, Central Illinois or Southern Illinois, maybe, just doing... Fast melodic punk rock. It's not skate punk because it's not like riffy and crazy. It's just it's Circle Pit Green Day, which I guess is just MXPX. Okay. Um, <laughs> great songwriting, <clears throat> really great songwriting. I believe they recorded it at the Blasting Room with uh, is that Bill Stevenson from the Descendants who does the Blasting Room in Fort Collins? I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that. I believe that. Why would I expect you don't not and not me? That's like the most mean question ever. Yes, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just. Really good, good chord patterns and melody, and most of the songs lyrically are hokey and corny about chicks and like whatever. Who gives a shit? They were like nineteen when they wrote it. Um, but then uh, two thirty eight, you should be living, and the self titled album by Squad Five O. Okay, that's all I got. Okay, uh, I wanted to 
uh, I saw I found this article on Wikipedia. It was 2002 in heavy music. Oh, um, I was on that page today. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing I thought was cool. So uh, for one thing, it's got a bunch of albums listed on here, uh, which is where I found a few of them that made my list. Okay. Um, but it also talks about newly formed bands, bands that first started in 2002, oh, which I think cool. is cool. What do you got? Um, so notables for me, uh, and again, this is heavy. This this probably doesn't include any punk or anything, so it's mostly metal stuff. Okay. Um, I was trying to find similar uh, lists for punk and hardcore. I, I couldn't. This was the only one I found. Uh, All Shall Perish. Um, Tight. Which was big in metalcore back then. Um, Despised Icon, who I still love. Uh, I don't like Despise Icon, but I well, they, they were huge, 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 and like that. Like, I don't, I know they don't sound similar, but like in their heyday, I always associate them with like John for a Cowboy type of bands. Kind of, um, yeah. They're around the same era. Definitely of, the same of, era of like like deathcore. Um, yeah. Everyone was wearing zip ups. Mm-hmm. That type of thing. Yeah, sick. Um, Flyleaf. Yo, yo. Real quick, um, I do want to talk about this. I'm gonna pee. <laughs> and uh, I, I do want to get into Flyleaf, so give me just a second. So All right, uh, I peed, we cheers, new wine, and we're talking about Flyleaf. Dude, they started in 2002? Yes, started okay. in 2002. Well, I don't know what year their album came out. I think it was probably 2003 or four. It actually might have been like 2006. Fucking so good. It's just good shit, man. big, heavy, melodic, super melodic, beautiful vocals. And she's got like this... Just like really, almost I don't I don't know the word I want to use, but like the way she approaches melody is just super pretty and clean. But she has these guttural, disgusting like mm-hmm. it's dude, she's a beast. Flatly fucking rules, man. Awesome band. Um, Misery Signals started in two thousand two. Oh fuck, it's a huge one. Yeah. Oh god. Um, this is a, I guess, a, I don't want to say a controversial opinion. I guess it's an unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Mirrors is my favorite Misery Signals effort. I I don't think that's unpopular. I think a lot of people consider Mirrors their favorite. Um, I, I definitely don't. Steve <laughs> Savage is, I want to say he says of Malice is like the best metalcore album of all time. I could be wrong, but I do believe I've heard him say that a bunch of times. I, I But yeah. I would, I, I'm not going to agree hundred percent with that, but it is definitely way up there for me. Of Malice, I, I love, I love Malice, amazing. love it. But I love Mirrors. Okay, I okay. love Misery Signals all around. All um, around me is a song by Flyleaf. Yeah, Psyopus. Uh, Who? Psyopus, Psyopus, Psyopus. It's probably Psyopus because Psyopus is not a Psyopus. I don't know. I don't. I didn't mean to say it that way. Actually, this is just what came out when I. Well, it happened. Psyopus. Anyway, so, they're like a mathcore band. Rare. <laughs> super super technical. Uh, it's a mathcore band, or it's a uh, it's a white trash band from Florida. Who's no, 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 no. This is this is like way more technical than that. This is, but they're incredible. They have this song called Death Eye. Death comma Eye. Wow. Oh, that's so dramatic. It just you have to listen to it though. It starts off with like this super like I up- need to listen to this math core ass man. I'm yes. not going to fucking like yes. it. You you might appreciate just this one song though cuz it starts off with this like super upbeat like jazzy guitar thing. I could actually of of recent just weeks even um I've been appreciating 
some like really technical. Like I've been listening to Polyphia a little bit. Okay. Just because um, I really like Tim Henson's signature Ibanez guitar a lot. So I'm gonna do this guitar is fucking cool. I gotta look into a little more of this kind of stuff. And I, I used his neural DSP plugin for a while, and it was really neat. Yeah. Uh, and dude, like the way that those guys approach music is fucking bonkers. I don't know how they go, these they do this fucking stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, so I, it's cool to be able to appreciate really complex music. I enjoyed Polyphia until I saw them live, and they fucking bored the hell out of me. How? Because watching three Just dudes watching standing dude, on stage, dudes like wearing fucking giant hoodies, rip, and they're like so fucking like they're so. They were just like blowing each other for thirty minutes. Like they were yeah, like so. They're so good they, at no, no, music. No. Like they let are them super, do it. They <laughs> are super good, but that's boring to watch, man. Yeah, I get it. It's like three um, dudes just like, hey, check, check I this can, one out. I can <laughs> listen to like Flying Lotus for weeks on end, and I've seen Flying Lotus a couple times. Every time I see, it, I'm like, yo, I'm just watching a dude with a MacBook, and this is boring. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. It it I couldn't I couldn't take it. Um, Fair. I was I was gonna show you that. I was going to show you this part from Death Eye, which is like still to this day, like one of the heaviest things I think I've ever heard. Coming coming out of a phone speaker is going to slam. I don't know. It might sound good on the microphone, maybe. It's going to just blast through. Yes. It definitely sounds like 2002. Yeah, dude, it's so good. All right, peace. I'll probably see you tomorrow. Peace out. Um, so yeah, that's Psyopis. Psyopis. Cool. Who apparently one time came through and played Northwest Indiana. Oh, and I well, missed it. Right I'm, on, I'm man. I'm bummed about that. <laughs> I know. Uh, Suicide Silence, 2002. Mm, well. They were good until that's Mitch died. That's one of died. those other bands I associate with Despised Icon and Job for a Cowboy. That era so of that, deathcore. Like, like, uh, so Suicide first, Silence. First wave, big deathcore. Suicide Silence and, uh, and Job for a Cowboy is that who you said, right? Not cattle decap. No, but Jump them too. They they all definitely fit that mold. Despised icon was way more on like the like technical side, I guess. I don't know if you want to call them. Tech I don't, death, I don't know anything about any of these bands except that there was like the dickhead metalcore kids that I knew all liked these bands. Yeah, fair enough. I also, I know Amir doesn't sound like that, but I associate them with all this shit too. Oh no, they don't fit that. There's uh, a couple mirror records that I fuck with though. I like Amir. I like one Amir record, but I can't stand. I want to see you suck his dick or whatever. No. <laughs> I want to watch you suck his dick. That's, Seriously. Yo, that's gay. <laughs> watch, yeah. Find that on YouTube. Watching someone, su- desiring to want to watch someone suck a dick. That's gay. No, not really. <clears throat> I bet you I know more about what's gay than you. Yeah, but think about it. Like... <laughs> A majority of yeah, heterosexual no, I, porn is watching like, women suck so dudes' like, dicks. Um, this super not relevant to... God, like, I hope Mark is not listening to this episode. He won't. He won't. He probably will. He will. Also, <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. Um, not relevant to the show or anything to do with music at all. I watch exclusively straight porn. You know, somehow porn came up... Uh, it, it, this, I'm not on the not on the podcast, but me and you were talking, and porn came up a few weeks ago, and I almost asked, and but 
I, I didn't. I don't know if well, I. Well, now it's public, so yes, fuck it. Ask public. away. I guess I guess I could have asked in the first place. And I watched exclusively it, straight porn. Okay. Um. I watched two dudes on porn, like, and I'm like, I, I don't, I don't care. I want this looks tight to to be at, <laughs> but I don't want to watch this. You're both fat. And only it would be tight if it was just one one of you fat guys at the crib. Not two of you fat guys away from the crib. <laughs> so I, I like to watch straight porn. Okay. That's neither here nor there, but here no. we are. Uh, are you sure we're going to leave that in? You okay with that? What, if people know that I watch straight porn? Sure. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Okay. Uh, I'll tell the world. I literally just did. I like straight porn. It's tight. I have, like, recommended shit on all my websites. <laughs> It, it is all it is all the same. I do, it, and it's still the type of dudes I like. It's like fat, so hairy dudes and shit. It's like Johnny Sins. Oh, who? <laughs> Johnny Sins? Yeah, totally not your type. Then who is that? He's is it a porn guy? Yeah, he's a porn star. I never heard of him. The he's bald, muscular dude. He's been in like every video ever. Vin Diesel. He's essentially a. He's like a whiter Vin Diesel. Just synth like sins. Oh, oh, way tighter. Yeah, actually, Johnny that guy's sins. fucking sick, man. I guarantee half the people, at least half the people listening to this, know who Johnny Sins is. You can tell that uh, my wine is gone now because I'm like, yo, <laughs> yo, straight porn. <laughs> no, dude, I'll talk, I'll fucking back straight porn sober, bro. Fair enough. Fair enough. Straight porn is my shit, dude. Um, another one that formed in <laughs> the 2002. <laughs> Uh, I hate them, but Velvet Revolver formed in 2002. Isn't that Stone Temple Pilots? Uh, it's STP and well, Guns N' Roses, it's, right? It's Scott Weiland singing for Guns N' Roses. Something like that, yeah. They had that song, Sour Girl. She was Sour Girl the day that she left me. Are you sure Sour Girl wasn't just STP? Uh, now, not now. I think Sour Girl was STP. I think that was Velvet Revolver. Anyway, no, it was it was definitely STP. Was it really? Yep. Then what was the Velvet? What did Velvet Revolver do? Did they do? Um, I don't even know. Every every song I'm thinking of, it's when fucking Chris Cornell sang for uh, Rage Against the Machine. What, oh, what the uh, fuck audio was slave? that called? Audio Slave. That was also. <laughs> that was also 2002. Dude, what Audio Slave? You sucks. Think, uh, for one, you you think about this on paper. Soundgarden fucking rules. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine fucking rules. Yeah. It, how does this, how it was it not sick? It should have been the best super group ever. And right, because it it's like, hey, Chris Cornell's like, hey, I want to sing for Rage Against the Machine. And you're like, yeah, dude, cool. Even It's fucking lame, man. So before their album came out, they released that first single was Cochise. Even that song, I listened to it and I was like, fuck yeah, this What's, rules. What was that single? Cochise. It's... Yeah, yeah, dude, that song fucking rules. That song is so good. <laughs> that is a great song. But then, then, but the, the album was fucking whack. Yeah, man. dude, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, what a bummer. What, yeah. what was what did Velvet Revolver do? I don't know. I was just trying to figure out this what their episode single also would have been. Fucking rules. This is good. This is good content. Uh, let's see, I don't. Fall to pieces. I don't know. Um, I don't know anything. I know I've heard these songs. If I, I'm sure if I just hear a little bit of like, oh yeah, Slither? that one. Slayer. Slither. 
Sliver! Oh yeah, I remember this. This was the single. It sounds like Scott Weiland singing for Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Which is lame. Wait, Fall to Pieces might actually have been good. Yes. Sounds like Daughtry. Falling down. This is butt rock. Get that shit out of here. That's butt That's rock. A, it's a good song. I don't. I don't like anything else. Hey, they do. when did that Trust Company album come out? Trust Company. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. I think that was two thousand two. Uh, I saw them at Warp Tour two thousand two. Yeah, two thousand two. Uh, Lonely position in neutral. The uh, the absolute number one moment in music in two thousand two is mm. the chorus of Downfall by Trust Company. I will never not say that. The chorus of Downfall by Trust Company is one of my favorite moments in music fucking period. Fucking, it is fantastic. I know. Fantastic. God um, damn it, what a great song. Winds of Plague also started in 2002. We mentioned Second, Winds of Plague what earlier. What are the odds we mentioned Winds of Plague I don't know. twice? I know I don't, that, I've never even listened to maybe, Winds of Plague. Maybe that was why it was in the top of my head like when you said something about the standard E tuning. Maybe. Um, in 2002, uh... Alice in Chains singer Lane Staley was found dead of a heroin overdose. I, I always thought that was way earlier. No, so Kurt Cobain was in 92, I think. And okay. then Lane Staley was like exactly 10 years later, I think. Dude, to, he was, it was, I think Nirvana his body was way later than 92, right? I don't think so. I thought that was like 96. Was uh, mm, I want to say his body was found like. Maybe I'm just thinking of, like, the day they found his body was the day Kurt Cobain was found dead or something. Fair, fair. Uh, 94 was okay. Kurt Cobain. So we'll meet in the middle. Yeah, yeah, we were both close. Um, and then let's see what else happened. Uh, the guitarist from Rat died of heroin. Um, let's see. The singer from Drowning Pool was found dead in his tour bus. Oh, well, you know. Um, <laughs> but the body's at the floor. The drummer of Motley Crue died of cancer. This is a depressing year. No way! Do you know how much amazing music came out this year? <laughs> uh, Dave Lombardo rejoined <laughs> Slayer in 2002. Hey, you want to know something that, that I can say about Slayer? You don't care about Slayer? I don't give a fuck about Slayer, man. <laughs> I don't. I do not. Do not. Do not. Do not. I don't fucking care about Slayer, man. Yeah, I don't. That's fair. I, I know I should, but I don't. No, you know, I'm I'm really into metal, and I don't care as much about Slayer as people say I should. Dude, fuck them. Who cares? I, I appreciate Slayer, and I like a few songs, but I'm not like a... I'm not huge into it. So I have the the Billboard Hot 100 uh, top songs of the yeah, year. Yeah, what's that? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll down from 20 to one, and I'm just gonna go quick, and then we'll call it because we're all, we're over an hour already. So okay, number 20, My Sacrifice by Creed. Yo, yo. Number 19, uh, Gangsta Lovin' by Eve featuring Alicia Keys. Is that? That sounds right. That sounds right. I don't know that. Right, whatever. Uh, 18 is I Need a Girl Part 2 by P. Diddy featuring Genuine, Loon, and Mario Winans. I don't know that one at all. Okay. 
Uh, 17 is Family Affair by Mary J. Blige. Yo, Mary J. Blige is a fucking goat, dude. Yeah. Um, 16, You Don't Have to Call by Usher. Usher's a goat. I was, I was going to say, I was really hoping you weren't going to say anything bad about Usher. Uh, Usher, Usher fucking no, rules. Usher, fu- you, I, I'm talking like early, like you make me yeah. want to Usher or like my yeah. way Usher. Fucking Christ, Amazing. dude. Amazing. That's um, gold level R&B. 15, I Need a Girl Part 1, P. Diddy featuring Usher and Loon. No, all right. 14, The Middle by Jimmy Eat World. Sure. Uh, 13, Ain't It Funny, Murder Remix by Jennifer Lopez featuring Ja Rule. Okay. It's Uh, murder. (laughs) 12 is Always on Time by Ja Rule and Ashanti. Love that song. It's good. Uh, 10 is Blurry by Puddle of Mud, which I don't know if there's many bands I hate more than Puddle of Mud. Dude, everything's so blurry, though, and everyone's so fake. Fucking, I hate it. Dude, whatever. Uh, nine, You Got It Bad by Usher. Yeah. You got it, you got, got it bad. bad. When you're on the phone, hang up, you call right back. Ugh, what a fucking jam, man. Dude, Usher slams, That song is dude. so fucking good. Uh, eight, What's Love, Fat Joe featuring Ashanti. Got to do, got, got to, to do with it. What's love? Dude, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. Seven in the end by Lincoln Park. Goat, goat. Wait, wait for number six now. A thousand miles by Vanessa Carlton. How is that only number six? How is it not number the number one song of Of all all time? time. Fucking amazing song. Dude, making my way downtown, like that's what I'm doing, man. It's such a fucking ripper, man. That's a good one. Fucking ripper. If you don't love that song, fuck you. Yeah, stop listening. We don't need you. Um, number five, wherever you will go by the calling. Is that if I could, then I would. Dude, that's a good. If if that was sung Mm. by like Jim Atkins, somebody that's not like fucking ripper, Rocky, like no, that's a that's a great song. Mm, That's a great song. It's a well written pop song. Yeah, the song, the song is good. The performance isn't good. The song is good. Um, number four, Dilemma by Nelly featuring Kelly Rowland. <laughs> Three, Hot and Her by Nelly. Oh, fuck yeah. Nellyville came out in 2002. <laughs> Unstoppable record. Uh, I was looking at hip hop from 2002. Kind of a shit year for 2000. It really for, was. Uh, I know. I wanted to like something in, uh, in hip hop. And I couldn't because I listen to a lot of hip hop all the time. If I'm not listening to like Comeback Kid or Dickie Shorts Pop Punk, I'm listening to, uh, to hip hop and so, it wasn't an option. So to be fair... um, Eminem, the Eminem show came out, I but I, I, don't, I don't give a shit about it, but it was a huge album. Oh, oh, um, yeah, that's probably, that's what, that is the number one single on Eminem's song? No, it's surprisingly, Eminem, Eminem was number 21, I okay. started at 20. What the fuck, really? Yeah, Without Me was number 21. Oh, shit, okay. Um, but, uh, also came out in 2002 was Jay-Z's Blueprint, Blueprint 2. 2. Whatever. Bl- Blueprint 1 is like a... Monumental album. Blueprint sure. three is my favorite Jay Z effort, so it's special to me. But Blue, 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 ah, Blueprint two is just fine. But it's still Jay Z. Jay Z's done a lot of shitty stuff too. Mm. He's, he's put out a lot of uh, whack ass music. Where did I end up? Uh, uh Nellyville. Uh, Nelly hot, and Ashanti. Well, Hot and Her was Nelly. Oh, that was oh, number three. Oh, okay. Uh, number two is Foolish by Ashanti. What is that song? I don't know. Okay. 
I'm sure if I hear like a second of it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's I know. It's, cool. I, now I have to. Now I have to. Yeah, now we have to know. So while he looks that up, I'm going to talk about how fucking sick that Vanessa Carlton song is. <laughs> if you don't like that song for real, your ass. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is a good. This is a Dude, good that one. That song this does slam. For sure. I never knew this was called Foolish. That's a good song. I want to take that. Ref- <laughs> uh, number one, the number one song of 2002. Try- I want to try to guess take a what guess, it is. Yeah. Is it? It's when I say it, it's going to be so obvious. Even though I'm not 100 percent sure this came out in 2002, I think it just maybe. <laughs> I think maybe it came out late 2001, and it just rode the billboard for like the okay. first quarter of the year. Um, do I know it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ev- everyone in the world knows this song. I don't know. And it's so. Is it a good song? Yes, it is. It's a very good song. Uh, and it's actually by a. This album was good, and the band is a lot better than the reputation they have. Oh, no. I'm really curious now. The, the album oh. came out in September of 2000. Actually, came out on September 11th, 2001. What a day to drop is it an POD? album. POD? No. Because that album, Satellite, came out September 11th, 2001. No. I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> but it was a, a Roadrunner band. Is it Lincoln Park? No. No, they weren't a Roadrunner band. A Roadrunner Records band is the number one song of 2002? Yes. And think about what is the most, like, misfit Roadrunner band of 2001, 2002. Nickelback? Yeah. Nickelback. Photograph? How You Remind Me. That's not a good song. Yes, it is. Ah, that snare roll. That snare roll... That snare roll changes and, everything. Uh, band down. <laughs> uh, I remember at uh, the Video Music Awards 2000, it might have been 2002, Sum 41 was set to perform and they just covered that song. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was awesome. That is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, and then what? after they did it, that was the same time I was in like a Dickie Shorts pop punk band. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we're doing that. And we used to cover that song the same way Sum 41 played it. That's awesome. But yeah, that was the number one song of 2002, which came out in September 2001. But like I said, it rode the charts. How You Remind Me by Nickelback. Mm-hmm. I was really, when you're like, it's a great song. I was really expecting like some other shit. <laughs> I, did I say it's a great song or did I say it's, maybe I did well, say it's well, great. We can, we can. It's, it is great. It is. A, it was. That snare roll. And like in the middle of the verse, that God, fucking Christ, so sick, dude. But yeah, that was two thousand. Speaking of that, uh, Chad Kroger uh-huh. was married to Avril Lavigne. Mm-hmm. Let Go came out two thousand two. Mm-hmm. What a fucking album. Yeah, Avril Lavigne. Oh, you know what? Avril Lavigne's fucking so tight. Dude. We'll have to we'll have to bring this up in the next episode. We need to talk about that when we were young festival. We can talk about that whole festival next week. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, let's let's not do it because it'll take too long, and we're already way over we're, our time. We're far. So, all so. right, cool. Well, uh, that's what we did. We drank wine. We talked yep. about 2002. Nickelback, apparently. Dickie Shorts. Act like Silver Side Up wasn't a good album. I don't need to act because I don't like Nickelback. Also, here's the thing. My parents came over a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and they got us this like couples card game for Christmas. And we're like going through just asking each other questions, having fun. And you're supposed to ask your partner, like, what's your absolute favorite band? And 
Greg and Ashley knew, but my parents were like, oh, I don't know. And my stepdad was like, Nickelback. And I was like, what? I'm like, dude, <laughs> no. That's no. uh well, my mom was close. My mom's like, Green Day. I'm like, no, but like, yeah, close. That makes no, sense. no, no. Yeah. But uh, after I said it, they were both like, oh, I knew that. And I'm like, you did it. <laughs> but they, they may have. Yeah. And that's neither here nor there. But he said Nickelback. And I was like, you must shut. No, dude. Come Nickelback, on. Nickelback gets a lot more hate than they deserve. I'll, I'll, I will tell. I will that. say Nickelback gets shit on like heavily mm-hmm. by pretty much everyone. But it's like, hey, if you don't like Nickelback, then don't fucking listen to him. Yeah. But you don't need to like parade around like, yo, I'm gonna bring Nickelback down because I hate him. It's like, hey, if you leave him alone, why do you care so much? Yeah. I'm not like I'm not trying to act like I'm their biggest fan. I I don't listen to him. But Sounds like you do. No, no, no. Uh, but I'll admit, in 2002, 2003, I did. I I thought a few of those songs off of Silver Side Up were great. But it's not my time. I'm not there. That's three doors down. <laughs> <laughs> so, this, all right. So this oh is my a, God. this is an ongoing joke that I've got with my wife. Anytime we talk about <laughs> three doors down or three days grace or seether or saliva. Hold on, say seether again. I know everybody. She makes fun of me too. Is it seether? Yeah, it's not seether. Are you fucking I, kidding me? I, yeah, I say seether. I'm sorry. I, it's it's th seether, seeth seether seether. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. I don't listen to them. C- but seether does have so, this one song where the riff is like yeah, and it's th- awful. That riff, no, dude, that riff is fucking sick. If Ugh. there was a guy ever going like you would love it. Mm. But since some but, guy's going, rrr, 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 you don't like it. And he's wearing leather spike bracelets and shit. No, because that's like Demu Borgir <laughs> shit. He's wearing like just a leather cuff with like a cross on it. Oh, it doesn't have spikes on it? No. Just leather bracelets. No, the that's Demu, even lamer. Demu Borgir is like nails. Yeah. <laughs> like a thousand nails. Like a broom <laughs> of nails. <laughs> a broom of nails? That's our band name. Broom of nails. That's not. That's that's, that's kind of sick. sick <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta go. It's been almost an hour All right, and a half. Y'all, so. uh, listen yep. to Three Doors Down and, uh, and do your <laughs> thing. That's Seether. Back to the remedy. You know some of it. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see you around. All right, later. Take her easy.